Robin, welcome to the Football Bets for You podcast episode number nine of season four. This week I am joined by War. How's it going? And Paddy. Hey man, just uh, before you start, I just want to apologize to all the viewers last week that I wasn't on. I was inundated with messages during the week. Seems was I all right now, but yeah, everything's okay. Thanks. And you are okay. Just want to make sure. Yeah, you yeah. Are my okay. door is confirmation, so um, I, okay, had to, right. I had to be there. All right, priorities and all that. Yeah. Uh, right, so lads, we're going to be, it's fucking international week. We don't like international football, so we won't be talking about international football. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on. We don't like international football, so we don't have to do it. But I don't like the fashion show, but we No, no, that's, that's getting done. That's getting oh, done. That's the highlight so we are, we are going, going to bring the international scene into the fashion show. And we're going to be looking at the Irish jerseys, lads. Oh, oh that just means we have an extra week of Premier League ones then. Yeah, exactly. It's, kind of, it's all about prolonging it. It's all about content, Paddy. You know, you got to prolong this content, this fantastic content, by the way. Uh, so we're, we're going to look at that. Lads, I think the main thing that we're looking at this week is kind of, we're going to look at the, the league table in the Premier League. And we're going to just kind of run through kind of a couple of teams. And um, we're going to, see how they're doing and how we thought they're doing and like how the, how does their league position compare to how we thought they would probably be at this stage. So um, a Premier League review, some would say. Uh, and then we're going to be talking about the Newcastle takeover, which to me is fucking mental. Um, so that's that's going to be an interesting one to talk to. We have a couple of, a couple of little small questions and I might look at the fancy football, just give an update and stuff like that in the league. And then we have a couple of little bets at the end. So that's just a bit to get through. We're going to try to keep this under an hour. And um, I think this week is probably the most doable one. So, uh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna jump into the first thing, which is... Again... Where'd you get the dollars? I don't know. I just I just made them on the, on the site. I don't know why the dollars are there. I done I created that at twenty to eight. That's good. Looks good. Yeah. So yeah, I done it really quickly. Um, right, lads. I'm gonna pull up the league table so we can see what we're looking at. Um, first of all, obviously, top of the league, Chelsea. Well, we're gonna start at the bottom. Um, we're going to we're not we're not going to look at every team, lads. But we're going to look at the majority of them just to kind of say how we think they've they've been doing in comparison to what we thought they were going to do. So, lads, starting at rock bottom, Norwich City. Where we expecting them to be there? I'll jump in straight away, and I will say, hundred percent. I was expecting Norwich to be there. I didn't expect anything from them um, at this stage and at any other stage of the season. And I think they're they're a joke of a club. So what, what do you think uh, Norwich, were you, are you surprised they're there? Or are you kind of, yeah, that's, that's about right. No, I'm just trying to think. I don't want to give away too much into my uh, for end of season. Prediction. Yeah, I was thinking that as well as yeah, I was talking. I was yeah. that as you said it, and I was like, well, in fairness now, Norwich are bang on where I expect them to be, like <laughs> to, the, to the point. Yeah. They probably only have one player in Cantwell, who I thought yeah. was probably going to get, get a transfer to a mid-level club. Pukie's not at the races. Like no. they're going down, and you can see it already. Like one point of seven games. Jeez, yeah. uh, are they on track for one of the worst points returns for the league? Oh already? yeah, I think is it isn't it twelve or thirteen or something? 
you remember we had it last year and you were saying that it was probably going to be beaten, but it wasn't beaten? Um, don't know. Don't know what it is. I think it's 12 or 13 points or something was the, is the lowest tally. Well, I'd say but, on um, average what they're looking at. <laughs> they're not it's not looking good. They need to get a win or two under their belt. Yeah, big time. Uh, Paddy, what do you think, Norwich? You're, you're, are you surprised at where they are? Not so much surprised at where they are, but just surprised that they haven't picked up, like, you know, one draw. That's it. Yeah. Altogether, like, and to say that they're a joke of a club, I think that's a bit strong. And in the terms of, I think they're set up. And if they are set up like this, to just take the parachute payment every season and then go back up because they dominate the championship. Yeah. Absolutely dominate it. Come up, get the Premier League money, get the parachute money, come back up. And, you know, look, they could be doing a lot worse. You know, you look at a lot of clubs over-invest when they go up to the Premier League yeah. with the view of staying up, and they just don't do that. But they Fulham. seem happy enough. Fulham were, were one. Maybe remember Fulham came up that year and they fucking, they had signed Shorla from Chelsea, they had Ryan Babel, they had a lot, all these players, everyone was thinking. Well, I know, I know, one, I was fucking thinking that they were going to be like uh, top half of the table and all, I'm pretty sure they got fucking relegated. Like, and, yeah. I got to the stage where I was just eating me on words. I was like, ah, here, do you know what? I'm giving up on Fulham. They're just fucking embarrassing now. Like, I remember it was very surprising, to... though. It was, yeah, the investment. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to stick up for them, but like, it was only going to go so far. Um, right, lads, Newcastle United. We have a lot to be talking about with this team. Um, we're not going to cover the takeover just yet, but we're going to just talk about their current league position. Are you surprised, Paddy, at, the, at where they currently stand with Steve Heads in charge? Or are you kind of thinking now that that's about right? No, absolutely no. No, they, they didn't invest over the summer. Um, you know, maybe he should have sold in the summer so they could. The new owners could invest a bit into the club. Um, I think it just leaves the new owners in a position now where they can quite happily sack Steve Bruce without any Steve uh, who? lashback from the fans. Say that who again. Was that? Steve who? We don't know who Steve who Steve Bruce is. Oh, sorry, Steve Head. Sorry, sorry. Steve Head. Oh, Steve Head. Oh, okay. Steve Head. What do you think? Do you think they're where they should be? Or for the regular viewers of this podcast, they know my hatred for Newcastle. <laughs> um, even though I had to uh, like sit on it last season just yeah. to spoil Connor, but I have a serious <laughs> hatred for them. I'm kind of upset that they're not in the place that Norwich are. But second from bottom, I'll very much take it. They deserve to be there, like in terms of look at their squad. Like they have where does this hatred stem from? I don't know. Literally just mm. out of nowhere. Paddy, you wouldn't have seen it probably last season unless you were watching it. But um what water did you was it you or it was saying I that made the sta- going straight down or something? I made the statement that no that Fulham are guaranteed to go down. Yeah, something, something along those lines. I think, yeah, I, think was I was that. on it at that stage. And then everyone else was like, oh, you can't be saying that. That's way too early. Mellon was like, oh, no, that's, that's an outrageous statement. Now, he was fucking proven right. But was that was that last season or was it the season before? I think it was last season. Yeah, it was last season, yeah, because we were was saying it? all coming up. Yeah, it was last season. Oh, really, really fucking. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I kind of had to select Newcastle because they were in the... They were in the bottom three at the time, so I was like, oh, no, Newcastle get out of there. Fucking thing. It's like, oh, no, Newcastle are shite. They're not going to get out of there. Fuck. But they, 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 were, going, 
Yeah, they weren't wonders, and now they're exactly where they deserve to be, and I fucking can't wait for them to go down, even with the new owners, and it'll make a fairy tale story. It'll be like the new season of Dream Team on Sky. On Sky. <laughs> what a fucking what a series that was, by the way. We should bring that back. Oh, I'm telling you, we should actually do a jersey review of the Dream Team jersey. Can we do oh, that for Paddy? Paddy would love that. Paddy would Paddy, love it. You know, you can it's get like it on uh, the dinosaur. Can already tell me, Rio, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it. I sent it into the group a few weeks back. You can actually get the jersey on eBay. Yeah, it's a sexy jersey. Yeah. Lads, um, yeah. I'm a little bit surprised that Newcastle being there. I wasn't expecting them to be there. Um, but I suppose looking at their squad, it's not really great. There's one or two decent players, one really good player, one one or two other half decent players. So I'm not that surprised. But I I would have thought maybe. 15, 16 spot. Uh, Burnley, the lads, they have, though, I think if they're a manager, they wouldn't be there. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. They definitely... Um, I think they'd get more out of St. Maximum with, with a better tactic um, than what they play. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, yeah I think that's that, that's definitely one one point. Uh, Burnley, lads, are we are we surprised at Burnley's position? Um, no, oh, yeah. no, not really. No, it's the same every year. Like, another. Yeah. Kind of, you know, Over down there struggling. They always seem to make it out. Um, harder again for them this year. Looking at the bottom half of the table, I'm surprised really where Leeds are. Leicester, Leeds and Leicester. That's there too. And Arsenal. And, and Arsenal. Look at Arsenal there as well, yeah. If you look at the top, like there's probably one, two, two, two teams there you probably would have fought in the bottom half of the table straight away with Brighton and Brentford. So going to, um, to, going to the boat you, who's surprised you the most this season so far? Um... Good or bad, or are you just saying just in like whatever, just in general? Yeah, who, who kind of like um, well gives a good and a bad? I think Brighton definitely have been really good. Uh, Brentford, I have to give a shout out. The two teams that I did expect to be in the, the, the bottom half of the table Brighton and Brentford. Um, Brentford, I really thought were going to be one of the whipping boys in the league. Um, mm. But I have been really impressed with them, and they've, defensively, they've been really good as well. Like, so. Um, Brentford have impressed, and so have Brighton. Game against actually, Liverpool was something else, wasn't it? Yeah, unreal. Like, and that was kind of like that was the point where I was like, Jesus, these can actually play a little bit. Like, yeah. and although they were slightly open against Liverpool, but they were scoring. Like, so, um, yeah. So Brighton as well, I think they've been they've been pretty solid. So Brentford and Brighton for me have been definitely the the highlights of it. The biggest letdown for me, and I, like I know I could probably say Arsenal or Leicester or something like that, but Leeds United. Yeah. I, I'm I'm really disappointed with Leeds. I thought they would have kicked on and maybe like finished in seventh or eighth this season. Um, they found out. I think so. Yeah, I, I just think yeah. that they're too they're too open now. Like that that tactic will only work for so long. Teams don't have yeah. to play a bit against it now. Yeah. Um. What What do you think? Who's Who's your surprises and on your? Yeah, I think the the bad one. I totally agree with you. Is Leeds because I. I... I was very hopeful of Leeds doing well because I like their I like their style of play in terms of how open they are. But mm. they do need to acknowledge that they're in a very tough league. And they didn't I don't think they invested that much in the team. Um and very very fearful of second season syndrome. So yeah. but even like Bamford's goals have dried up. So I think they're just struggling in front of goal at the moment. And then obviously yeah. They're, they were always conceding. That's never changed. Yeah. You're probably going to look at me with four eyes when I say this, but the team that's surprised <laughs> me. Four eyes. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, you sure you're not made like look at you as if you have like two heads or something? No, I look through four eyes now. Yeah. <laughs> he put me glasses yeah. on. Is Liverpool the team that surprised me most on how good they are? Is Liverpool yeah. because I expect them to be good, but with the lack of investment, I didn't think they'd do that well. But really, they have probably been one of the most efficient teams that I've seen um, yeah. this season. But do you not think like Liverpool's first eleven is still one of the best in the world? 11. You know, like I like know. Liverpool's problems will be Christmas time after Christmas. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. But in term in terms of if you like look at them play, look at them against uh, City. Like they were great against. Like I know City had most of the ball, but they defended well for most of it. Like the team, they've had a tough first seven games for who they played. Who they played? Chelsea, City, mm. um, like. That's two of your top four gone already, and you're not even in November. I am. Uh, I am surprised myself at Liverpool. I, I actually didn't think they would be in that position at the moment. I, I, that's they are doing a lot better than I thought they would. Um, it was funny, lads. I don't know if you've seen it last week. Mellon was basically, I was basically saying Van Dyke's not the best player. He's half the man he used to be, and he was like, "Oh, how is he?" Blah blah blah. Started giving me all this shit. And then uh, I'm like, oh, he's conceded six six goals or whatever I said to him. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And, and, and yeah, how many have Chelsea conceded? And I was like, three. He's like, uh, <laughs> all right. And I was like, you didn't know that, did you? Because <laughs> 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 I fucking walked straight into it. Like, but yeah, no, we've been surprised with Liverpool. Again, I do think Van Dijk isn't back to his best. And I, like that injury, that's a, it's a long injury and it's a tough injury. Like, and, Obviously, like I, I done a similar enough thing to Moyni. Obviously, not to the fucking extent that he's playing. So, like, he, he would know fucking. And why you could, you can kind of vouch for that, I suppose. Like, do, like, do you ever fully one hundred percent recover from that type of injury? I can mentally as well. Basically, Kane came back have... stronger. Yeah. Who? Roy Kane. Yeah. Yeah, but I think was it an ACL? He's, he's stronger than any. Mentally, he's Crucial. stronger than anyone. Yeah. Uh, I think physically you could definitely get back and like the way they have it now in terms of the facilities they have, the surgeries they have, the top doctors they have and then the strength conditioning people, physically it's not a problem. It's mm. mentally is the thing. What confidence you have in that knee. Yeah. You know that way. And like Paddy, Keane is a great example but like you look at Keane and you know what process he would have went through. He would have looked at his game. Okay, what can I improve on? And would have just went hell for leather trying to improve. Where other yeah. players may not be the same. They can get distracted by off-field stuff. They're making this ridiculous amount of money. Like Van Dijk didn't have to kick a ball for nine months and was still making the same money as yeah. having to put a shift in every Saturday and yeah. midweek. I, I think that in, that type of injury is definitely a lot of a mental thing as well. Like even me trying to play Astro and stuff like that. Like there was one week, remember I was saying to you, or I think I fucking went out and played Astro and then realised when I got home after my fucking leg jerk that I fucking forgot to put my knee brace on. Yeah. So, yeah. like, and like, I think you can forget about it sometimes, but then there's a quick fucking reminder that your your knee isn't as strong as it once was. Like, and that, that mm-hmm. that's just my, that's just my experience on it. Like, um, considering he's been, I think he was the catalyst for the win in the league. Yeah. Um, I can't see his mentality being an issue. Yeah, I I, yeah, I, I do agree with that. I think he is very, he is, does look like the type that's very strong mentally, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. But when, yeah. if he comes up with a, 50, a 50-50 at a corner against the keeper, 
is that in the back of his head? Like, you know that way. If he sees yeah. a, a keeper running at him when he has the ball after a corner, you know, like, where is his head at? It'd be a yeah. great thing to get an insight in, but you'd wonder. It is, yeah, it is. It is a potential thing. Lads, what do we make of Brentford this year? Um, look, as I was saying there, um, very surprising. I've been really impressed with them. I've seen a couple of couple of their games and um, getting a couple of good results, like three wins, three draws, and only one loss so far. Like brilliant, brilliant from them. Like um what the week that Ivan Tony scored a goal and insisted I was absolutely slating him saying that he was he was rubbish and he wasn't doing anything. And he goes and fucking uh he goes and scores and assists. Have you any thoughts uh water on, on Brentford? Have you, have you seen many of their matches or anything like that? I haven't really. I think I watched them against Arsenal and I've watched them against Liverpool and yeah. you know the result against Arsenal they absolutely bullied Arsenal and yeah. hats off to Brentford because they just went at them as yeah. any team should against Arsenal with Liverpool I was kind of I was having a meal at the time and watching the game kind of in the corner of my eye yeah. but they had no fear and that's the yeah. thing they remind me of Leeds when they first last year yeah, yeah, yeah exactly they, I feel they are kind of the Leeds of this year where they have no fear they'll attack you Oh yeah, they'll concede, but they'll still attack you. Yeah, and that's the great thing about them. I just love the teams that have no fear. Yeah, but Paddy, what do you think? Have you seen much of Brentford? I just seen the match against Liverpool. Yeah, and yeah, again, I think like like Leeds last season, they're a surprise for teams. Mm. Um, people will probably start figuring them out after Christmas, and their form will drop a little bit, and then they'll get their natural place in the league. Yeah, um, but yeah, de- definitely, definitely playing very well. Yeah. Um, lads, look, we look at the look at the kind of the the disappointing packages, I suppose, in Leicester City, Arsenal, and Spurs. Out M three, who has the kind of been the most disappointing for you? Uh, Paddy, what do you think if you were to pick one of them three? Oh, Leicester, Leicester, yeah, Leicester, absolutely. Leicester have like, I know I said at the start of the season I thought Arsenal would do well, but I still thought Leicester would do better than Arsenal. Um, yeah, yeah, their form has fell off cliff. Considering the squad they have, like they've yeah. a really good squad there. Um, I don't know what's after happening to them this year. Yeah. Um, was it not making the Champions League two years in a row? It's just killed their spirit. Um, I don't know. It's possible. But, um, well, like, I think, think again, Rogers... like once things settles down, like like it's been a bit of a mad start to a season. I've said yeah. all in all. Um, going back to the disappointment and surprise of the league. Um. I'm very, very surprised. I think it's a false position where United are, considering yeah. their performances. Um, but I think everything will settle down after Christmas and the likes of your Leicesters and stuff like that will start coming up. And the likes of your Brighton's, Brentford's will start. It usually, yeah, down. it usually does start settling down around kind of coming up into the Christmas period, doesn't it? Like where that's yeah, where you yeah, kind yeah. of get your good teams kind of showing their real yeah, kind of... Because yeah. yeah, again, the bigger, the bigger teams have the bigger squads and they can handle yeah. the games coming, taking fast, you know, but... The, the smaller clubs then you know struggle and they start dropping points yeah uh what what do you think in terms of them three who is your kind of who are you most disappointed with uh, i have to agree with paddy it has to be Leicester. yeah like their squad is of a good quality it's not a top quality squad but it's a good quality that and they work as a team well organized with rogers and i'm honestly i'm not surprised with arsenal and Spurs, I'm not that surprised with. If anything, I would swap Arsenal and Spurs where they are. Because I thought the way Spurs' summer went, like they kind of brought in people sporadically. With Harry, the whole saga of uh, Harry Kane, like you knew that wasn't going to bode well for them. Arsenal, yeah. yes, they made, they made the one or two mm-hmm. signings. But 
Like you're signing Aaron Ramsdale, who get who gets relegated every year. He's been in the Premier League, so I don't know what they were harping on about. Yeah, um, lads, another one actually that we we actually didn't even talk about just before the pod before we came on there. Uh, Wofford. So we've had our first managerial sacking of the season with um Cisco Munoz. Or I don't know. What, I don't know how you say that really. Mm. Um, and and they've brought in Claudio Ranieri, which who was a Premier League winning team, obviously with. Uh, Leicester, like, how do you see how do you see him faring out at Watford? Like, has he got the squad really to do what he wants to do? Um, Paddy, what do you think? How, how do you think he's he's, he's kind of going to go this season with them? Like, they're sitting in fifteenth place, seven points, um, two wins, one one draw, and four losses so far. Uh, do you think he's going to? Where, like, how how far do you think he can take them in terms of league position this oh, season? I I, th- I think I'm so surprised. He was yeah. sacked to be honest with you because they're 15th. Like, yeah. what are they expecting? Yeah. You know, just coming up to the Premier League. Um, yeah, I Ranieri, great manager. I don't, I don't know. Um, he done well. That was a freaky season when they won the league, an absolutely mental season. Um, yeah. that one probably won't happen again for a long, long time. Um, he, does he have the capabilities of doing it? He did at Leicester because he had good owners there. Um, but as you can see now by Watford this season and the kind of knee-jerk reaction to second their manager, will they back Ranieri, get him a couple of players in January? I don't know, I suppose. It all depends on how January goes for him. If you can get a couple of players yeah. in, yeah, he might be okay. Yeah, it is It is a bit of a weird one in terms of for him. Like, like it, like what, what would appeal to him in that job there? Like, why would he take that? Like, there has to be something there that, was to- that he was told that would attract him to that team. Like, why Watford, like, just doesn't to me that doesn't make sense. Um, Maybe he was just dying to go back into the Premier League. Yeah, <sighs> I don't know. Like Watford, though. Like, like I definitely thought that someone else may have kind of offered him. Like, what? What do, what do you think, Ranieri? Watford? Like, do you think he's going to be successful there? Or do you think? Do you see him getting sacked? Do you think he's going to save them from getting getting relegated? I don't think so. Like, if you think about, because no. Correct me if I'm wrong. The highly likelihood is that I'm wrong. But when he, <laughs> he brought Leicester up, was that correct? And then won the Premier League with them. Um, oh, I don't know. Not the season before. I don't think they were. They weren't straight up and then won the league. No, but in terms of uh, he may have been the manager that brought them up or took over from them oh, if they were in a poor Premier League position. So I will find out. Pro- my thought process is behind it. It's probably likelihood it's a similar position he would have been when he either had Leicester coming up into the Premier League or took over. Leicester. So you're saying Watford are going to win the league this year? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying <laughs> he, <laughs> you never know. As you said, it's been a bit of an odd season so far. I mean, 10 to 1,000. That's, that, that's my next bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine he. it's a decent enough squad. He has experience taking over a team at that kind of level and bringing them on. Like Leicester is the prime example of it. So there's no reason why he can't rather uh, have a positive result rather than I don't think he'd be sacked anyway. Sorry, I'm just reading about, I think it was Pearson that brought him up. Oh, wait, hold on. oh yeah, yeah. Was it? Was that, was that the day when they, they miss? I don't know. I'm sure I'm thinking of Watford when they came up. Wasn't yeah, you're thinking you're thinking about the uh, the, the penal saves. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal are starting to find a bit of form though, aren't they? 
Yeah, so Arsenal, like like we were saying, we were very disappointed with them. But look at their last four games. They've won three and drawn one. Um, so they are starting to hit a bit of form. This is where I think the likes of bringing Aubameyang into your fantasy football team is, is probably going to be a good show. Get them in now while they're hitting form and they're going to probably stay in form. Now, maybe maybe give it two weeks or so because um, we have the international break. Although he's from Gabon, so he, he's probably not. Um, it's the cheapest he's been in a long time as well. Oh, yeah, was he? He's under the 10 million mark now. Yeah, he's only 12 odd, isn't he? Yeah, usually is. Yeah, um, so yeah, so lads, West Ham, um, Paddy, how do you how do you rate West Ham so far this season? Uh, I know you are kind of a big fan of well, you said you hated Moyes and then you are a big fan of Moyes, so um, I don't know know what your relationship is with him, to be honest with you. I hate him at United, hate him at United. Um, but yeah, respect what you've done at Everton and now definitely at West Ham as well. But yeah, the mid table, that's where they'll be. They'll stay around there for the rest of the season. Yeah. You don't think they're gonna be able to just challenge sixth or seventh or anything now? Do you think they're gonna do you reckon from ninth to, to sixth is where they're going, or do you reckon it's kind of six is probably a bit too much? Mm, I think six might be a bit too much because I think uh Arsenal, Leicester will Tottenham yeah. will be jumping above them. Everton seem to be doing well yeah. this season. So uh, yeah, their their front line is quite good, Everton, isn't it? I think the Mary Gray is a solid sign for yeah. yeah, and even quality. Townsend having people around them. Yeah. Like, and then what did you so, make of Townsend doing the uh, Ronaldo celebration? Hilarious. That was fucking, pretty good, yeah. Unbelievable. That was fucking priceless. And that then he still crazy. got his jersey off him. Yeah. Did he no. get it? Well, you got it, yeah. He ended up getting it, did he? Yeah, that was the height, height of shithousery. How he managed well, it. Well, how did he get it? Yeah, he posted it, yeah. Ah, oh, right, okay, right. Because I, I put up the thing on the Instagram where, like, uh, Ollie was saying, oh, we don't want sulks at this team and blah, blah, blah. And then you, you cut to the fucking Ronaldo sulking as he's walking off the pitch. And uh, I was saying to myself, like, oh, I wonder did he fucking get the jersey. Because no, obviously he, he went into the dressing room, supposedly, and, you know, explained that it was a mark of respect more than take the piss. And you know, yeah, he, like, well, he said it in the interview as well. Like, he said, yeah, oh, I grew yeah. up watching him and, and like, I respect him so much. And I like, but that, that was complete shit. How was we there? Like, yes, absolutely. Like, I'm sure he was saying all that thing on to the dressing room, breaking his bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I still got his jersey to fucking Egypt. <laughs> 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 well awesome <laughs> right, lads. Uh, Man City, what do we think of Man City thus far? Um, obviously, had a was it the first game of the season they got beaten? Um, have been pretty much on fire since. Um, two draws. I, yeah, that was against Liverpool and Chelsea. Chelsea wasn't it? Chelsea. Oh no, they spanked us, didn't they? Hold on a sec, lads. I can I can tell you right now. Um, I'll tell you who that was because I do. I'm actually interested in knowing who them. Uh, Draws were oh, happened there. Permission right. I pulled the cable back up. Uh yeah, so Paddy, how do you think uh City are faring out this season? Again, like like you said, the, the massive thing for City was the striker, Harry Kane, they didn't obviously get him, but they seem to be doing well without him. Um now looking at how you see Harry Kane playing at, at Spurs, do you think they maybe missed the boat on him and don't want to kind of sign him now. It looks what looks like a little bit of unprofessionalism, or well, do you look, think that again, they're just he's just holding himself for a city? 
Yeah, like, like the Mbappe thing we were talking about before we came on the air. I think Tottenham will be kicking themselves now that they didn't get top dollar for him last summer because like Kane, unless his form jumps up fairly quick, smart. Now, like he's not doing yeah. bad, but I mean compared to the form he was in, um, yeah, I don't know. Man City might look elsewhere, you know, Mbappe yeah. or not Mbappe, um, Holland. Yeah. Um, next summer, you know, he's he'll be available for seventy six million. Do you go for? Um, Harry Kane to go for Haaland um, that's a big question but what I'm seeing is, is a bit of a trend from the top four teams is that is anyone going to run away with it this year because yeah you might like I was actually thinking before the podcast Liverpool are storming away with a City are performing well but out of the seven games so far they've dropped points in yeah. three or four games you yeah. know all the time kind of the top teams Everyone's so dropped points. it's close to me like it's closer than we actually think mm. Um after the international break now, what will form be like? Um, so yeah, the only team that haven't lost a game are Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But draws would kill it as well. Draws would yeah. kill. Still dropped six points though, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Southampton lads, what do we make of Southampton league position seven? In? They were, they were the other team that drew that City drew against. Oh right, okay, yeah, fair enough. Then that's actually a good result Southampton for Southampton. Yeah. It was in the Etihad so, as well, wasn't it? Surprised yeah. that Southampton haven't kicked on from that then. Yeah. They've lost a few games since. Um I think. Um just not many other teams as like Aston Villa. I'm not really surprised at where they're sitting at the moment. Um surprised they've got three wins, to be honest with you. Aston Villa again, they lost their captain. Yeah. I know they reinvested the money, but um they still lost their captain. That's hard to take. Yeah. Uh, oh, we actually Chelsea or Man United lads really like are we surprised that Man United like we haven't really talked about them. Um, are you surprised that where United are? Are you surprised the fourth? Are we expecting higher, or did you think they weren't going to be as good? Um, Paddy, what did you think so far? Like, do, do you reckon? Like, was as that where you were trying to? Yeah, I'm counting my lucky stars were in fourth because I yeah. have to say, my biggest disappointments of watching this season has been United's form. It's been absolutely shocking. Like our league position tells a lie um, in terms of our performances so far this season. I'm very, very lucky to be there. But I keep saying to myself, it, like all the players seem to be back in Solskjaer, the, the coaches and the board. So somebody's saying something in the background. So I'm thinking to myself, if this is them on bad form and they're going to hit a bit of form after the international break, We'll wait and see. Um, but yeah, we're very lucky to be where we are. We've dodged a bullet. I swear to God. Yeah. I thought like because because yeah. we very could have easily been left out of the race completely already if Liverpool and Man City haven't have dropped a couple of points already as well. And Chelsea. Because yeah. we're only yeah, two yeah. points off the top. Yeah. Uh what what do you think you you've kind of saying? I, I suppose it's it is gonna be a common kind of enough opinion on where you are and how you've been performing and stuff. You're kind it's of the six same. Games next. Yeah. Our six, we have a tough like this is like if you ask us this question now in what six seven weeks, we could be having a different conversation whether this phone picks up or not. Mm. I would have been. You want to be there or about in January? Yeah, you know? but that that's what I mean. Like I'm happy to be there or thereabouts right now because yeah. well I'm actually blessed that we're there or thereabouts because the form hasn't been there. The unity when we're playing hasn't been there. It just mm. looks like we're passing around with not an idea in our head on what to do. So, yeah. are we going to talk yeah. about United at any other stage of the podcast? 
Well, if you want to speak about them now, you can speak about them now if you have something to so bring up. unbelievably frustrated of how stubborn Solskjaer is with that formation. Yeah. Like he has all these dynamic, attacking, exciting players. But if he takes Fred off, he puts Pogba on and get in the holding position again. Yeah, he just doesn't change that formation, and it's driving me mental. Is that a lack of confidence in the in the defenders? That's the lack like that's of so much protection. Like, like yeah. he must just stick at this train, this formation every training session. Like, where is Plan B? Like, even yeah. when you're, you know, going for the win, yeah, they, they they all push up the field, but there's just no change to the formation whatsoever. Like players swap sides, but it's so rigid. You know, you, you want to go into that's a four three three or. Yeah, you know, a four, a four, one, two, three, one, or something, you know, like where there's only one holding midfielder. Yeah, because realistically, I think we'd actually teams wouldn't come at us as quickly as they do, but we're being found out now. People just break on us so easily and yeah. they just cut through us like a hot knife through water. It's it's yeah. ridiculous. Like, I'm watching the games we've played so far this season, and I'm thinking to myself, if we come across Liverpool or Man City and we defend the way we have been. We're just gonna get our our, our Chelsea. Sorry, yeah, we're gonna yeah. be absolutely destroyed. Uh, you United, uh, share, United share the thing on their social media about the gayest top save this season. And if you look at where the break starts, it's actually shocking to see that he actually plays two holding midfielders. Yeah, like mm-hmm. in two of the clips, you see the holding midfielders in line with the central defenders. Like yeah. it's it's bamboo it's, it's bamboo. actually bamboos and I recommend anyone to actually watch it. Yeah. To, and I, I don't understand how they don't watch it. Like surely yeah. you have an area of your backroom staff that look at okay, where do their goals originate from? Like Everton's goal against United was classic. Fred had two so, chances. Hargreaves, Hargreaves said about Fred if Ferguson was there, he would have been dropped for six months yeah. if he hadn't made yeah. those mistakes. We had yeah. two opportunities to just go through them. I don't care yeah. if you fail them. I don't care if you get sent off. Like, I really yeah. don't. If they're on the stop break, you go through them and you stop the ball. That's all yeah. you have yeah. to do. That is your job. But two chances. That is, that is why, lads, I, I've always been saying it. And I know it's kind of like it can be seen as me kind of going fishing, looking for reactions and stuff like that. But the thing with Solchar is it is very similar to the whole, I suppose, Frank Lampard situation for me where. I was blinded by that loyalty and like look I loved Lampard when he was there and I thought he'd done a fucking I thought he'd done a really good job to get us even Champions League without without having that kind of season where he first came in and want and signed as many players as he wanted he basically came in with a bunch of kids um got us Champions League football which I thought in itself was was brilliant and that's what I thought deserved it, it I thought he deserved another year but then Tucho comes in and completely changes the mentality of the team. And that's why I think, like, that was Lampard's just lack of managerial um, experience at that level. Do you know what I mean? It's not not saying he's not a good coach and he's not a good manager and he doesn't manage well. But I think the way he didn't adapt to when times got got tough, I think Tuchel was just able to come in, bring that bit of experience back in and change, like, rejuvenate some of the players, like the likes of Alonso there. Just keeping Ben Chilwell out of the team that we signed him for like 50 million. So, like, yeah. and even his like man he, management, though, you could see after he came in, yeah, you know, like Frank, Frank Lampard was having problems with yeah. some of the bigger name players in the background, you know, because yeah. he probably didn't respect him as a manager, not as a player. Like, you, you yeah. can't look past him as a player, but as a manager. And I think, yeah, Roy, I think you're nearly blinded by loyalty because you're 
like you wanted to work out so yeah. bad because oh, imagine, God. imagine he start winning Premier Leagues with United. Yeah. You're like, oh my Best God, thing ever. dream, like it's a dream. Yeah. And um, that's why I think it is a little bit of blindness from from loyalty. Like, who do you think? Uh, who do you think could take over? For yeah, me, it'd think, be Pochettino. I'd want Pochettino. Yeah, yeah. So long term, I'd say Pochettino. But like, I, I don't think we have such thing as a long term manager anymore. But I think for instant quick success, Antonio Conte. Yeah, he's a fucking like he would go in there and he would, he would ruffle feathers, but in a good way. He yeah. would he would change tactics. He'd play a three five two, which sounds are, are like, it sounds like very defensive that your wing backs are gonna gonna sit in. They but play it's hard one of the most. Field. It's one of the most attacking um, yeah. teams I've yeah. seen at Chelsea, where them wingers play so high that it's so attacking and it will suit United down to the ground. And that's why yeah. I keep saying I fear the day United sack Ali because a good manager coming in there would absolutely change yeah. that team and they'd be challenging for titles. And there's no doubt about it. Like, like I, I always give Ali the the benefit of the doubt because you know I was thinking he's building a team, but yeah. with the signings we got this summer now, there's no excuses anymore. There's yeah. nowhere to hide. Absolutely nowhere. You could say the hold the midfielder and all, but that's bullshit. Yeah. As you said, if a Conte or something Pochettino comes in there. I think they're doing much better, much, much yeah. better with that squad. I think I think I could do much better with that squad, to be quite honest. <laughs> you what can make a sub are? in the 68 minute, Paddy. That's the difference. Yeah. yeah. That's it. What would you change for uh, water? Like like with if you if you went in as manager and you were fucking you were a world class manager, what would you change straight away in that team? I'd probably change the formation and I'd put Sancho on the right. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, because we all thought he was signed to be a right winger because that's what we needed. But yeah, he hasn't played on the right wing yet. He's just played on the left, which is very yeah. confusing. Uh, I would probably do a bold statement and I'd probably play Victor Lindelof in sense of defensive midfielder. Probably really? Yeah. Bold. Yeah, I think something needs to be done because two old midfielders haven't got a notion between them on how to read a game and break up play. Yeah. Look, like I was I hearing a lot of things about McTominay being brilliant and all. Like, and is it like would he perform better there as a lone hold midfielder where he has that space? Potentially brilliant. Yeah, yeah. brilliant for his age. Just see, this is the thing. The you know, he's brilliant for his age. Like, but send him out on loan to a West yeah. Ham or something for the season. You know, let him get experience there. Yeah. Like, you're not going to win a Premier League with McTominay in the hold midfield. No. All season, you know. And like, um, in terms of Sancho, lads, uh, like I, I know I've been kind of taking the piss out of him a bit and saying, like, oh, he's a, he's a poor man's tear wall cut and all. But I do genuinely believe that he's not, the reason he's going to flop is because of Ollie. And he, he's not, Ollie's not going to get the best out of him. And it's, it is, I know I'm not saying, I'm not blowing me on Trump, but that's what's happening at the moment. He's he's not getting the best out of Sancho. Like, like that's well, just 80 million. Today, what? Bundesliga last season, he barely had an assist in the four, seven games. Yeah. The same as his form for here, but then he just, you know, then start picking off, up a bit of form. Like then, you know, he still is only young. We don't know. Yeah, but I worry but about he that. Came on so against like... everything, though, he came on against everything and had more created more chances than anyone else. Than on the left on again, him. though, I think Rashford coming back. Rashford should win the left. Sancho on the right. I think Rashford yeah. scored two well, goals here during the week in the Greenwood Greenwood match for the reserves. Um, yeah. So what do you do with Greenwood? Um. Play him in the Champions playing, League. Playing, playing, playing as a striker when, or you know, use him as a sub for the time. I mean, like for the age he is, like a great player and all. But um, swap them around. You know, this is why you have this Ralphie. big squad. Swap them around, yeah. like Sancho one week, Greenwood. You know, but you, then even saying that, as a 
top Premier League manager, you need to be just ruthless. Like if you have a best eleven that are performing well, you just play with that best eleven. Yeah. And that's simple. That. Players like work hard. I think it is. They're all fucking fault because they got knocked out of Carabao Cup. The players yeah. that came in and that was their chance, they they blew it. So screw you, sit on the bench. Yeah, exactly. I'd actually um, play Donny in the holding holding position. Yeah, another Absolutely. player that all I think, day long on his another own. Another player that I think is being ruined by Oli. Like. On his own, I think he'd be better than the two that are there. Yeah, he'd have more do. more space if he's on his own. He has actually more space there. He's more vision. And yeah. from there, that's what we're missing. Like between the defense and say Fernandez, the only thing you have in between them is McTominay and Fred, and they haven't got the vision to be getting that ball quick. It's all two and three touch. Donny, get the ball straight up, incisive passes. Yeah. You know, start the attack early because there's too much time for the opposition defenses to get into formation. Yeah, you and know, even the press. And when they press, they 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 need them two or three touches. And if you yeah. press them fast, you lose the ball. And that's yeah. that's that's exactly what happened with fucking. Um, I think it was Fred, was it? He lost one the ball. I yeah. can't remember. Yeah, the ball. That's like, how all teams keep breaking on us. They know how. Yeah. They know. Like they just focus on those two players, and we're yeah, we're away. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to cover on United or are you happy with that <laughs> no no thanks very much well, I wasn't <laughs> in last week so I had to get me uh, a bit in <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a counselling session for all United fans on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> lads uh, we haven't talked about Chelsea um, are you surprised at how good Chelsea have been this season or are you kind of more surprised that they're up there at the moment no no surprise there for me anyway. not no, the way he's finished the season last year absolutely no surprise great manager great squad yeah um, what about the Lukaku signing? Are, are you impressed so far, or are you still kind of expecting a bit more from him? More, I think. Yeah, yeah. More. What about well, you, you as a supporter? Yeah, no, I'm definitely happy with, with where we're at at the moment. Um, they've they've called, been calling it like a little bit of oh, here's Chelsea's fucking blip where we're um we're after taking a little dip in form. Pretty pretty much bullshit. Like we lost against City or whatever, and then yeah. um. Lost in the cup or something or whatever happened in the cup one on fucking panels or something, but in terms of like we, we we won our last game against with Palace wasn't it three one or something like that, um. So yeah, I'm 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 happy with, with where we're at. I did figure out how big of a loss Mason Mount is to Chelsea. Um, we haven't had him for the last two or three games and he's been a massive loss. Um, I can think I can see Lukaku and him linking up really well. And as soon as he goes out of the team, does it, it's like that lack of final pass to Lukaku. A lot of the balls played into Lukaku are probably 15-yard balls that are, that are fizzed at him. Now, he's doing well. He's still playing well. He's, he's holding the ball up well. Um, I think he had one game, and I didn't see it. I think it was the City game or else um, the other game that they lost um, where he was kind of – everyone was saying, oh, he's still the same Lukaku. The ball was bouncing off him, but – he definitely, to me, I think he has he has more to come from him. Actually, I, I, I think it might be a good idea to try play two up front so they can stretch the defence a little bit. Yeah. I think it's very hard from up there on his own in the Premier League. Yeah. Like It's obviously a lot easier to play in the Italian League. Yeah, and um, We used to Guerner up there as well. He was really fast at getting in behind. Yeah, You're, you're not going to have as much pressure. I have on, to admit, Werner, Werner even came out and he said he actually does prefer to play with a big striker up front. And you, you could see... He is playing a lot better. He's not really scoring that many goals. Scored a goal there. Do you know, Timo Werner, since joining Chelsea, has 16 disallowed goals. Jesus. So, yeah, yeah, because he had a goal disallowed, didn't he, the last game? He had a goal yeah, and last a goal game. disallowed. Yeah, scored and, was, and he had a goal it disallowed. Harsh one as, it was yeah. a harsh one as well against yeah. him. Um, so, yeah, look, like Timo Werner, 
although he doesn't score a lot of goals and misses absolute sitters, he's very smart. He makes great runs. He opens up space, and uh, he is always is he is always a threat in behind as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think Mark's coming from him. Lads, we're going to move on to the next thing. I think I think we've we've covered pretty much everybody. Um, Wolves, fair enough. Who cares? Uh, so I think we'll move into the next thing. Um, what was the next thing, lads? Um, I'll tell you what the next thing is. What about question time? Do you want to do that first? Well, like, yeah, prefer not to do fashion show ever. No, 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 fashion show has been done. We're gonna go, we're gonna go fashion show now. So, as you can flow through this, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Another uh, so let me open up. Sorry, I'm just gonna pull up the jerseys. Um, so we're gonna be looking at the Irish jerseys, lads. Um, just there's two jerseys, home and away. Um, there's I don't, I was on the website, I don't see a toured, uh, a toured kit. So, I don't know if there is one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're going to just share this screen now. Have you have you got that league table done yet? Do you know what? I have the fucking league table done, buddy. I knew <laughs> you were going to ask for it. I fucking knew you were going to ask for it. Look I have it all in traffic. Yeah, but I do have it done now. Um, right, Water. Uh, what's your initial thoughts on this on this Irish kit? Um, obviously a lovely Umbro kit. We've no sponsor on it. Uh, what is your initial thoughts on it? In as far as Ireland jerseys go, I'm actually not a fan of the latest Ireland jersey. Now, in terms of Umbro, Umbro do class jerseys. They're really comfortable. Yeah. I love the neck on it, and I love the sleeves on Umbro jerseys. Like the green and gold is gorgeous. Yeah, I just think I just don't like the look of. That's gonna sound weird. That green, I don't think that looks like the proper like Ireland jersey green. Yeah, I could be it's wrong. A bit darker than usual, isn't it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, and I just don't like the look of it for that reason. But you you have to love the classic Umbro jerseys. Like it's just yeah. very simple, very plain, but just so nice. Like uh Paddy, what do you think of the Irish jersey? Um can you zoom out there? Please. Um man boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then if you near the bottom of the jersey. Can you zoom in near the bottom of the jersey? It looks like a scary face. Oh yeah, it look does, it is there a big nose in the mouth. Yeah, or emu. Remember emu? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's green. It's it's fairly green. Um, yeah. and uh, yeah, come on, you boys in green. I'll go for <laughs> because it's my uh, national team. I'm gonna go give them a ten point zero. <laughs> nice one. That's that's a nice serious review there. Uh, Warren, <laughs> what would you rate this one? I will give it a six. A six. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm a big fan of this jersey, lads. I'm thinking the colours up here around the neck are fantastic. Um, I'm loving the neck. I'm loving the fact we've no sponsor. Uh, I'm loving the little scary face. I'm loving the man boobs. Uh, I'm loving. I'm liking this jersey a lot, lads. I do like the green as well. I like a little bit of dark green. I actually think the crest is pretty cool. Um, I'm a big fan of that crest. So. I'm gonna give this one a seven point three. I'm a fan of this jersey, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go seven point three. Lads, we're going on to the away jersey. What do we make of this one, uh, Paddy? What's your initial thoughts on it? Man boobs again. 
definitely <laughs> the bamboo there. Um, down the bottom, scary face is gone, so I'm going to have to take a couple of marks off for that. Although it, it does actually remind me, in all series, it does actually remind me of one of the old, older kits from Italian 90 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or, yeah. Or was, as it was a, the, the USA. Design. I remember we played against Italy um, yeah, yeah, in America, and we wore that jersey. I remember Ray Hilton scored the goal. Yeah, had a uh, so it brings yeah. back fond, fond memories. So I'll go for 10.0 on that one as well. well <laughs> And you're a fan. Is this an orange color? I thought I thought, I thought that was red. It's it's clearly orange. Uh, War, what do you what do you what do you think of this one, War? Green, white, and orange to flag you. Thank you. And this, I keep saying it every week. I say it. What you are looking at is completely different to what I've got on my laptop. So, uh, to be honest, laptop is red. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's completely different jersey. War, what do you think? Yeah. This jersey is gorgeous. Like it's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Like look at the old school kind of style on it. Just a simple white, simple collar, umbro, green sleeves, collar looks nice, like the orange around the crest. Nice, yeah, isn't that's it? savage. I'm going ten ten out of ten for that one. Pure oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Outrageous score. Um I don't know when oh, yeah. gives two tens. Fucking not an eye, not an eye Yeah, but I mean I mean, I was respecting you a bit more, your opinion a bit more, because Paddy's just giving tens for like boobs on jerseys and stuff like that. Yeah, so, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I do believe he gave ten to was it Brighton or something? Someone else had a pair of boobs with two two people sitting down. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's right. You know, yeah, that was Brighton. Yeah, I think it was. Definitely, that went into the bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I I like this jersey, but I, I just think I would look very fat in it. Um, so. That's why I wouldn't. I would probably wouldn't portray. Can you blame the jersey for that, or your diet? No, I'm gonna blame the jersey. Yeah, yeah, blame the jersey. Ten <laughs> uh, man builds are exactly how I would look. Um, probably just a little bit more in that jersey. Um, this would be a bit rounder in the middle, and I don't think at I'd least look the very white good. would hide the, hide the lactating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I I like it, but I'm not a massive fan. I'm gonna go six point nine on this one. Um. Just, I just think I would look awful in this jersey. I see it's the worst reason in the, in the world because I'm fat. I mean, I think the black or the darker jerseys suit me better. So, I'm, I'm not white jersey. This is a farce. This is a farce competition. <laughs> competition, yeah. Well, right, there's a league table. <laughs> We're moving off the jerseys, Paddy. We, we kept a short and sweet for you, right? So, where's the league table? And uh, now I'll, I'll bring it up next week. I do have it done. <laughs> I do have it done. I have it done. I just don't have it uh, excelled, if that's what you want to say. Um, but I do have it done. And if you can ask me any question, I'll tell you the answer. Like, who's who rated who? Uh, who's top? Well, I rated my highest rated jersey is this one here. Just letting you know. Oh, well, who's the overall? Who's top? Uh, see, I haven't done it as an average. I've done it kind of Hag way out, I individually. Way, way. Look, I've got, I've got uh, all my ratings there. Look, there's what I've done. Oh, then, yeah, uh, oh wait, hold on. Jesus God, don't delete, fucking delete Delete, that. delete. Then uh, there's Connors. Then there's Paddy's. And I think I have some there. Look, uh, change to eight because of boobs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I like it. So, uh, yeah, so that's done out. That'll be, that'll be maybe done next week in a nice little... Uh, that's seriously, XL. like, you know, Sky Sports Analysis, Neville and Carragher type stuff. That's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what this podcast is all about. Yeah. Uh, lads, we're going to just talk quickly about the Newcastle takeover. So there is one thing, a, a little article that I came across on Sky Sports 
um about this takeover. So I'm gonna just read it out just just to kind of give I don't know why that's there, uh, just to give a an idea of what's actually fucking happening here with this with this takeover. Um so it says the 300 million takeover of Newcastle United has officially been completed with a Saudi-led consortium ending Mike Ashley's 14-year ownership of the club. The Premier League confirmed the takeover in a statement on Thursday saying it had received legally binding assurances that the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia will not control Newcastle United. The investment group is led by the Public Investor Fund or investment fund and also com- comprises of PCP Capital Partners and RB Sports and Media. Newcastle's new owner expect to replace Steve Bruce as head coach, but no decision has been yet made of who might replace him and if this will happen. The consortium does not want to make any knee-jerk decisions, but it is understood that the priority is deciding who will take over dugout at St. James's Park moving forward. Uh, Newcastle's next match is live on Sky, blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, so lads, there is a couple of names and stuff they throw out. Um, Yasser Al Rumand, uh, governor of PIF, will serve as non-executive chairman of Newcastle. Amanda Stavalevi or something like that. These names are awful. Uh, chief executive of PCP Capital Partners will, will have one seat. <laughs> will have one seat on the board. While Jamie Ruben uh, will also be the director of the club, representing RB Sports and Media. Um, Al Rumayan, I don't know how to say that name, said, We are extremely proud to become the new owners of Newcastle United, one of the most famous clubs in English football. We thank the Newcastle fans for their tremendously loyal support over the years, and we are excited with them, to work together with them. Um, Stevely added, This is a long term investment. We are excited about the future prospects for, Man United, or for Newcastle United. We intend to install a United philosophy across the, comp- the club establish a clear purpose and help provide leadership that will allow Newcastle United to go on to achieve big things long-term. Our ambition is aligned with the fans to create a consistently successful team that's regularly competing for major trophies and generates pride across the globe. To me, lads, all I'm hearing is we're going to absolutely fucking pump money into Newcastle. We're going to buy the league and we're going to try challenge for absolutely everything. So, lads, I don't know if that all made sense to you, but just a couple of questions I had for you is, is they're talking a lot about getting rid of Steve Heads. Um, who do you think would be the best person to replace Steve Heads there? What will go to you first? Who do you think would be? So if you, you imagine you're the chairman, you're the owner, you're saying to yourself, right, I need to rebuild the squad from top to bottom. I'm giving an unlimited amount of money. Who is the manager you're bringing in for that? I know he's only gone to Madrid, but I'd probably say Ancelotti. Do they have to be available? Meh, maybe not. Like, I mean, it's it's up to you. Who do you think would be the best person? You could, you could give your kind of ideal and then you could give like your realistic because maybe Ancelotti yeah. doesn't go there. Yeah, I'd say ideal probably be Ancelotti because I think he's had experience in England and he'd do quite well. Like, he did quite well with Everton. Um, probably the most realistic, I'd actually think it would be Conte. I think he'd love mm. a project like that. <laughs> and yeah. But, there's going to be in a blank checkbook and just be like just put whatever you want there just get who you want and just bring us the trophy in a few years like um yeah i'm gonna go conte is probably the most realistic one yeah and what do you think paddy uh a big bucket full of money you have total control over who you sign jose Mourinho. yeah 
I have to, yeah. I have to agree. Like, like he yeah. would relish yeah. that. Like, getting imagine yeah. like him saying, like someone going into him and going, "Here, there's a fucking blank book. Go and build yeah. what you want with this, with this club." Yeah, it'll be back to St James's Park. Um, I'm sure get rid of that Sports Direct Stadium shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jose Mourinho. Um, if not Jose Mourinho, you see, like even saying there about Ancelotti going to Everton, and all this is a different takeover to even when Everton was bought. I know Everton have pumped a bit of money and stuff, but this is like Man City. This is Chelsea money. This, this is, is well serious bread. Like this is this is more because I think something. I think the City. No, uh, I know. Something like twenty billion. More, these are these are worth two hundred and forty billion. Really? That's their net worth is two hundred and forty billion. But FFP, there's only so much they can spend in terms yeah. of, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I'm not saying they won't spend absolutely ridiculous amounts of money because they'll yeah. start renaming the stadium, and they'll pay themselves hundreds of millions just for that yeah. every season, Definitely. and the likes. But um, if you look at like will Newcastle be successful? You look at all the big, the big ones that went. Uh, what was it, Man City and Chelsea? Really? That's it, isn't it? Man City, Chelsea were kind of the main ones that had a massive yeah. investment from and kind of oil. Look how successful they were. were successful. Leicester had money pumped into them. Yeah, they had money. I suppose. Yeah, uh, they're not big dogs though. They look at where they are now. They're yeah. not. They're not. They won the league like through like in a fluky season. If that that season hadn't happened, they wouldn't be winning the league. And they don't have mm. the type of money that these three guys have. They just don't. Yeah. Um, or they're not. If they do, they're not willing to invest as heavily as these three consortiums are. So, yeah. I see, man. I see Newcastle. Yeah, being up or up or abouts there in the next four to five seasons. Yeah, so that that's kind of leading me on to my next question. Is like real realistic expectations over the next kind of couple of years. Like, how many years do you think? First of all, how many things? How many years do you think before that a challenge for top four? Do you think this is a thing where they can look? It's not going to be this season, but do they? They now have two windows before the start of the next season. Do you think next season they're going to be challenging? Like they're going to have to attract players, and the only way of attracting players is get good manager in. So that's probably why they're looking at Steve Heads being the first person to get the chop. So if they have a good manager, you could say right, at least the player will want to play for this manager. Um. So how how long do you think? What we'll go to you first. How long do you think before they're challenging for say top four? I think it's hard to say because you're kind of on a slippery slope because you want to attract big players, but you also want to attract the right players because people will look at Newcastle now and just see it as a cash cow and just be like, I can go there, get paid, and do sweet yeah. fuck all. Like what yeah. Falcao did to the Premier League. like literally. Falcao was a spent force though by the time he came to United. Yeah. Like everyone was saying this about City as well when they took over. Oh, they're only going there for the money and all. But then you see David Silva, Aguero staying there for years, like a cent, like you know, ten years and winning loads. You know, it's yeah. always going to be like this at the start, even for Newcastle. Well, you know, yeah. they're going to be. Go on, sorry. I, I think at the start, but I think like City have done immensely well with the structures they've put into the club itself. Yeah, yeah I guess I, I probably didn't say it properly, but if they just throw money at it in just like without thinking it's not going to go well i think if they put a proper structure to it get the right people in and do it properly like city is as the example they'll probably be challenging top four uh, within three or four seasons challenging for top four and then i think it'll probably take them probably six or probably six seasons i'd say to say that they can actually potentially win the league once everything is done correctly because yeah. how many years think? did Mancini had like Mancini was probably 
three, I know it was Mark Hughes initially. Yeah. It was probably three or four years before they really got, got going. Mm, what do you think, Paddy? Do you think um do you think that's that's realistic three, four years maybe for challenging top four? Considering where they're at now. Like again, you're talking about, you know, we say City done a you know, good structures and the whole shebang in place. But I don't think they actually did. Like if you if you think about the money they had and the way they just threw it around like what was it, Robinho? Signed yeah, for them, Robinho and he actually first. said, "I thought I was signing for Man United. I didn't United, even know there was a yeah, 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 heard that. Yeah, um, like I, I think, I think they could be challenging uh, for top four next season if they get the right manager and they pump the money in now. Um, not you're really, talking really, probably you know, the goods. If not, if not next season, times. definitely the season after, because these fuckers they have this money. They don't be waiting three or four seasons. Yeah, they don't want to. But you see, because they have so much money, and like Man City, like we can look back with rose-tinted glasses on and think, you know, all Man City done it right. and They made a lot of mistakes with signings. But they have so much money, it doesn't matter. They just buy the next player, you know, and stick the other player on the bench. They can pay these wages, you know what I mean? They they don't give a shit. Um, So if they're willing to just absolutely go mad and splash money at it, I think they could be up there about top four next season, the season after at the latest. Uh, just a quick one. I put a thing up on Instagram there, and I got a, um, just a reply from Andy down the road there for me. Um, he's saying it's going to be like a game of football manager for the person that comes in. He goes, I could see mad money. I could see them spending all sorts of mad money in January. Uh, only downside is that everybody will be adding an extra thirty percent onto the the players' prices now, and how much they they're willing to spend. Like, um, what else did he say? He goes, can't wait to see them buy someone like Lingard for a hundred million. And he goes, that effort that I was telling him about the fight, I just mentioned the financial fair play, not that it exists. And he goes, mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes, that that the that FFP show is a lot of bollocks. They get a fine and then pay it and then just do it again. So the FFP doesn't really fucking it's not really going to stop them, is it? Like I don't um, think so anyway. It will pull yeah, well to be honest, I think it will to a certain degree. It won't seem like it does because they'll be yeah. spending mad money. But I think if the financial fair play wasn't there, they'd probably be spending even more. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's going to be exciting. And but I look like I think the last time I was on, I was we were talking to Connor about um Liverpool and how they run. I don't know who was talking. I was talking to somebody anyway, and mm-hmm. we were saying that they're not really a buying club. The only time they've really spent money is when they sold Coutinho. Yeah, and they spent what they made there for him. But if Liverpool don't start becoming a buying club, this squad will become stale by the time. Klopp leaves. Yeah. If they don't have a big investor in, you're gonna have United, City, Newcastle, Chelsea, just to name four. Yeah. That can outbid them for everybody. Anyone. And yeah. like and again, you know, with all these superpowers, the players are gonna be so expensive. Like if you don't have a big owner, you're screwed. Like you're not yeah, gonna get for those players. Yeah. Um, so the other, the, the last question I kind of just wanted to ask you on this do you see any of the players surviving this transition? Where, like, maybe like coming to my to my thoughts straight away, St. Maximum is probably the only player that I would keep if you're going to build a title challenging squad. Um, would there be anyone else that you'd, you'd hold on to, or do you think that's it? Like, just fucking scrap them all? Like, I'd be, I'd be with you, yeah, I think the same. Yeah, like, and, and even and even long term, like I mean, next season, you know, yeah. keep, they'll keep him, but he's not even at the level where Newcastle want to be. Newcastle yeah. want to be like City, Chelsea, you know. Yeah, 
What what war would you hold on to anyone else? No, I can't even see. I'd say he'd be a squad player. By the time yeah. they're open challenging, like the best case scenario, he's a squad player. I think yeah. he probably looks a lot better compared to what they have now. But if you throw him against, if you throw him into a City, Chelsea, or a United squad, does he really get his game week in, week out? You know that way? Because that's what yeah. Newcastle are going to aim for. You know, they're going to aim for that level of the squad. Yeah. Yeah, like it's gonna be. I think it is a massive. It's a massive occasion, a massive, a massive day, a day in the history of Newcastle Football Club, where it could be the turn of their fortunes. And every Newcastle fan, I don't obviously have watched Sunderland until I die, but you can see around Newcastle how much Newcastle people really love their football. I mean, they worship mm-hmm. it. Um, I was only saying like it. I think it was only last season. It was. I think it could have been on the pod last season or the season before. If there was a team you'd want to invest in, Newcastle is one of them teams. They've got a good. They have a good stadium. They have a really, really good fan base. They sell out pretty much every match. Um, the fans are diehard. Like I mean, they've got all the great structure to be a potentially unbelievable team there. Absolutely. But, yeah. It was just kind of that thing. Yeah, your manager's a bit fucking shit. Your your players are a bit shit now, but now your that you can, now shit. that yeah, your owner was the, probably the biggest problem of all. Yeah. So now that you've got rid of all them problems, now it's fucking right off his go, lads. How far mm. he's fucking run with it, like. So, it's mm. a it'd be an interesting one, lads. We're gonna end it there. I don't think there's much else to cover on that. We will obviously come back to that over the next kind of couple of weeks or whatever, a couple of months, I suppose, and um, maybe around January. But coming up to the to the transfer window in January, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them there. Um. Will we run through questions quickly? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Don't want to spend way too long on it. Um, so yeah, we're gonna look at it. So two questions, lads. Uh this one was sent in by Little Lawler. Uh thoughts on Glazier selling shares and keeping the money. Um Paddy, what I know we were talking about this one earlier. Um, what yeah. are your thoughts on this? And um... I'll give a, just a brief breakdown of what it is. It's, they've sold 9.5 million shares worth $186 million, £137 million. That's 8% of what they do own. They still own 69, a controlling share in the club. But the biggest shocker of this is not one penny of that money is going back into the club. It's gone straight into the pockets of the Glazers. Mad. And like business from a business sense they just got ronaldo share prices probably went through the roof Um, it's probably a good move for them but yeah. in terms of appeasing the fans after the whole super league shenanigans last year yeah. it can't be good yeah that's it's a bit it's a bit mad like so what more what do you think about that like would is that frightening to you or do you think like, like just just a business decision there like or do you think that's that's just fucking a little bit maybe selfish or whatever like Ah, from a business perspective, it's it's a good business from them if they're making a profit. But in terms of to not put part of it back into the club is just a frustrating thing for fans. And like you know, when especially the timing of it, like if the team aren't playing well, there's questions over the manager, and then you go out and do something like that. Like, yeah, think about how it looks in the yeah. overall picture. You know that way. It just. It's just very demoralizing. You want to see some bit of initiative 
a lot of things came out after the financial fair play about the state of the stadium, the state of the training facilities, and there was promises upon promises that all of that would be addressed. Well, yeah. there's your results. Absolutely nothing has changed. It's almost as if, like, uh, to me, as an outsider, it's almost as if they've gone, right, we've given you fucking Ronaldo and Sancho and Varane, I'm taking me fucking money back. Like, Tommy, you know, getting me money back somehow. The share prices have gone through the roof. I take the 140, 150 million back. I get me money back for all them players and we've we've broke even. The club isn't in a better financial position, but we are, personally. But the club That's, is, as a business, is in a good position. Yeah, so it's like, in a good position. Yeah, yeah. The people giving out shite and all about this realistically have to think about it as if, as if, if it was you, you'd do the exact same thing. Yeah, 100%. You know, like, you really would man. like, you know, that's yeah, why I'm a yeah. United fan. Yeah, would I like to see that money going back to the club? If they hadn't have signed who they signed in the summer, absolutely, I'd be going mad. But they yeah. invested a lot of money in the summer. They've started yeah. doing a bit of work on the stadium as well that was supposed to be there. And they're communicating with the fans. Like, some people just want everything. You know what yeah. I mean? They want, they want, you know, this is our club, you know. But again, it's a business. You know, the Glazers came in. Um, I don't think it's the Glazers' fault we haven't won the league since Ferguson. <laughs> this is deadly. This is unreal. <laughs> These are all fucking crawling back under their bleeding rocks after getting all the signings now. It's unreal. I mean, it was all Glazers out. It was all Glazers out. Wankers fucking running the club to the ground. Now it's like, you know, they're not bad owners. They're good. I like them. They've invested. Ah, you just make me sick. But look at the squad we have. Oh, it's disgusting. We have a really good squad now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you make me sick, you do. But I like, I look, I look at other clubs around there, and are we the worst off? Absolutely not. No, no. Liverpool, like, I honestly think are in a worse position than yours at the moment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like the, the, the whole thing forlowing the staff and all, like that just looked so bad. Yeah, looked terrible. Um, we're gonna move off that and we're gonna move on to the next one. Um, is Mo Salah the best player in the world right now? Um, what, what do you think? As much as I hate to say it, probably yes. Mm-hmm. I know Paddy's probably fucking itching to punch me in the face after me saying that. <laughs> <before. Virtual laughs> Paddy, I know, I know you're. Can you know yourself you're in there for me, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Paddy, what do you think? No. And right, I did like at the start of, before that. I did think to myself, right, I'm, I just couldn't say it. But then, logically thinking about it, there's two players I'd rather have in my squad before Salah. Right. And that'd be Lewandowski and Haaland. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. The, the, so think... is he the best player in the world for me now? No, because there are players I'd rather have in my squad. I only think but, Haaland for me definitely would probably be I'd rather him but Lewandowski although he's class he's still what he's 34 now at this stage so he's still kind of if you have him shame, you're though, only still breaking get... records this season of like scoring the most consecutive yeah. games and all like he's a machine yeah he is he is quality um, I, would, I would definitely rather Haaland just in, just in terms of like for future um, mm. I think he's probably got more to offer than, than Salah yeah, no, I don't know. Like, right like, now, like I'm right now, though. Like, look at his performance against yeah. City. That guy. I know that he is quality. Is he? Like, yeah. No, like if Ronaldo or Messi scored that, like there was there'd be fucking videos oh, on YouTube all over the place about it. Like, look, no doubt about it. Great player, I'm one of the best in the world, but the best, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. I think I think, I think Messi and Ronaldo to get that tag done a lot more in the game. Than he has done, like yeah. you know, he won he won the league and the Champions League, and uh, like the, the, he didn't carry the team last season, did he? 
absolutely not. Yeah, so how can you call him the best player in the in the in the world? Yeah, yeah, but it's right point. now. So on, I guess the people are talking about on form. Like, so, so say the last 10, 10 games since the start of the like, season. I suppose you'd have to say, yeah. wouldn't you? No. This season, like in the, still, in the, still hard, the hardest in the hardest league, right against Chelsea, who invested heavily, playing well. United invested heavily. City. And yet Liverpool haven't invested heavily, but yeah, he's dra- he's dragging them. Yeah, but Liverpool aren't back on good form because of Salah. Like realistically, it's because of the players they got back from injury. Now they have their best eleven there. When they lost Van Dijk last season, um, their form fell off a cliff. So Salah should have been scoring and taking a lot more of the responsibility that was left by Van Dijk. Yeah, but if he was the best player the in the last, world in the last ten games, like if you think him right now. No, as I said, there's still, there's still no like one of the best in the world on form, yeah. But I'd still pick other players. I'd want to meet him before him. Yeah, I don't know. I just think he's very, very good. Um, like what I'm saying there is just his performances that he pulls out each week. Like, like and I have him in the fancy football, so like it's almost like I'm watching him more because I know he's in the fancy football. So I'm, I'm seeing the good stuff he's doing. Um, but I just he's just so good. Like, and I always I always want to doubt him and and kind of have that thing where I'm like ah he probably not gonna play this good, and then he just fucking scores like like the likes of um him against fucking Man City there when he scores that goal, like how like that is an unbelievable goal to score against Man City. I wouldn't mind like I wouldn't I wouldn't bat an eyelid if he scored that against Norwich or something like that. But he's done it against. Man City, one of the best teams in the world. Like, um, like looking at as on the port, like he just left them both sliding and just, and even the fit, like even the finish, like the finish is right and right in against the post. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Paddy, just in terms of like goals scored, um, he scored thirty one goals last last season in fifty one games. I mean, that's not bad. No, it's very good. It's his, it's his second highest score in season with Liverpool. And second yeah. highest scoring season ever. Um, he so scored forty four. I suppose the amount of goals they were conceding then is what really let them down. He did. Yeah. He didn't. I suppose let let off. I don't know. If fairness, where it's Joe, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Twenty two league goals. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. put his fair fucking shift in. No, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Right, lads. Look, I'm not, not we're, Yeah. Okay. Well, we're we're it's inconclusive. So it's it, like, I suppose it's a personal opinion as well. Like. Um, lads, we're going to. What do you I don't think? know what else we had. Oh, uh, young, I think. Oh, I don't know what I think, to be honest. Um, is he the best in the world? I, I'd probably still along the lines that, like, if you could if sign I'd anyone, want, who would if you I sign? could sign anyone, I'd probably be signing Haaland. Yeah. Um, but he is, I have to admit, he is, he's definitely top three, I'd say, at the moment. Um, hard to, hard to look past him. Yeah, I I put them up. I probably put them up top top five. Say, um, lads, I don't know what else we had planned, but I'm gonna just jump onto the bets. Um, I think we've got through pretty much up fancy football. Look, we'll come back to that some other stage. Um, comment in there from my dad, Paddy Coleman, Mo Salah. Are you just having a laugh? <laughs> I'm guessing he's he's thinking he's not one of the best in the world. No doubt, he's probably saying well, Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, he's probably saying Kevin De Bruyne. So. Uh, lads, I think we're going to jump into the last thing, which is 
So I just have a few bets, lads. Um, I don't think you have anything done now, have you? With it being no, international? No, week, okay, no. cool. Yeah, cool. Right, so I'm just going to... I've only got three bets to go through, so it'll be fairly short and sweet. Um, I have done my 10 to 1,000 challenge, and I've kept it so simple that if this doesn't win, I'm never doing it again. Uh, <laughs> so I've gone with... Uh, Three bets, lads. So the first bet I have is an A-fold. A fiver on will get you a 485 euro. Again, this is on the international football. We do not like it. Um, we could have spent this whole episode talking about how we want Stephen Kenny sacked and we want someone else in, but we've done it before. We'll 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 wait for um we'll wait for kind of Sunday's result or Saturday's result, see what happens. So um I've gone with Bosnia to beat Kazakhstan, Bulgaria to beat Lithuania, Ireland to win against Azerbaijan, lads. I've gone with the win for Ireland. Uh, six to five for Greece against Georgia. Scotland are 10 to 11 to be Israel, so I've gone with them. Uh, I've gone with Sweden. I've gone with Croatia, and I've gone with Russia. So they all should win, but they should all win every week. But, um, yeah, so, lads, here is my 10 to 1,000. So I've put a tenner on. I'm getting 27 euro back. And 78 cents. <laughs> so I've gone really, really, really simple. I should win. Sweden should be Kosovo. Austria should be Faroe Islands. Denmark should be Moldova. Croatia should be Cyprus. Germany should be Romania. And Netherlands could be Latvia. That's be ridiculously Latvia. bad odds for that amount of games. But it's like they all have to win. Surely, like they all have to win. And looking at um, if you keep up that way of betting, you'll probably yeah. get to the thousand the same time Newcastle win the league. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, it'd probably be still quicker than you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get there in two weeks now. When you see you, yeah. <laughs> So, look, I'm, I'm hoping this gets it off to a good start, and then I can just move on from me 27 quid. Um, so, yeah, so that's a tenner on for me, for me 10 to 1,000. Uh, the lads, the last one I have was actually a five free bet. I got a five free bet from, from Skybet. Um, so, a tenfold, 378 euro return. So, I've gone with some of the English uh, League 1 and League 2 and stuff. Um, Forest Green to beat Swindon. Wickham to beat Gillingham, Harrogate to beat Scunthorpe, Republic of Ireland to beat Azerbaijan, Georgia to be beaten by Greece, don't know why I've done it that way, uh, Sweden to beat Kosovo, Austria to beat Faroe Serbia to beat Luxembourg, Denmark to beat Moldova, and Switzerland to beat Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. So, yeah, Fiverr will get you back 300 and just under 380 quid. Lads, that's pretty much it. Do you know what I'm going to be looking at next week? Um, I didn't. We haven't really looked at it much. Um, we're doing a Super Six League as well. Um, now there's not loads of people in it. Um, most people will do fancy football and won't do the Super Six League. So we might just have a look at the Super Six League just to give an update. Cause there is um, there is still about 20, 25 people I think in it. So we'll just give a quick update on that. What's the Super Six? Uh, Super Six is basically a thing on Skybet where you. Do you, do you not have it? No. So every week you get to predict six scores. Um, oh, from, yes, from yes, matches. yes, yes. And you get the six of them. If you get the six of them right, you win 250,000. It's free to play. Um, there's no catches around like that. You don't have to place bets around like that. It's literally just uh, guesses. And if you get the... So if you get the scoreline, say I say Chelsea to beat Liverpool 3-1, and Chelsea win 3-1 against Liverpool, I get five points. But say Chelsea win 2-0, I get two points. So I got the mm. result right, but scoreline wrong. Um, mm. And then if obviously you don't get the result, you get zero points. So 
yeah, it's good. Um, definitely recommend you doing it because free chance of winning fucking quarter of a million, and it does get won quite often. So, um, lads, I think I think we want to return to a bit of normality next week. Are we going to be returning to next to normality next week? Yeah, yeah. Happy days, lovely. Um, it's been a different type of episode where we've just kind of talked a little bit more. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it myself. Um, so I just want to thank you both for coming on. So Water, nice one for coming on. No worries. Appreciate the Manchester United therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paddy, cheers. Thanks very much. Good to be back. Uh, lads, we will be back next week at the exact same time. Uh, half eight on Thursday on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitch. Don't know what the story is with Twitch tonight. It didn't work. Um, so if you are watching on YouTube or whatever, Instagram, make sure you are following us, subscribe, share it, like it, do the whole shit. So uh, we'll see you next week at half eight.